Welcome to Work, Play, Obsession, a podcast about life and jiu-jitsu, where each week we'll be taking a look at the latest competition scene results, as well as interviews and roundtable discussions about the jiu-jitsu lifestyle and self-defense. Don't forget to go to workplayobsession.blogspot.com for in-depth news and analysis, as well as bonus training techniques. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu. We really appreciate you spending time listening to our podcast, and we hope you enjoy the interview uh, we have scheduled for today. Just finished participating in the Geese for GI seminar here at uh, Ground Control Owings Mills, Owings Mills, Maryland. For those of you who have never heard of this charity, you're, you're in luck because I have the event organizer. And are you the creator also? I'm the owner, the, f- owner, the founder. Yeah. The founder, Mr. Brian Crandall, here with me today on the mic. Uh, say hello to the show. How you doing, guys? All right. So first off, thank you for your service, and thank you for organizing this event. Thank you for um, your service as well. Because of you, uh, great events like this for a great cause. Um, I won't hold it against you that you served in the Air Force. We were almost the military. <laughs> go, go Army, go Army. Uh, <laughs> so I understand this isn't your first podcast interview, so you're like a, you're like a pro. Mention some of the other ones you mentioned to me out there that you said. Uh, uh, big Jiu-Jitsu podcaster. They're really good with with a lot of interviews and a lot of good people um uh, it used to be called concussion cast okay they're okay. now called dirty white belt they're out of raleigh north carolina all right so no- normally i don't plug other shows or other uh corporations out there but it, i'm looking to collaborate so i'm trying to get with some of the bigger people out there and and, and get my name out there get this show out there because I, I think everything's for a good cause um before we get into it so we met about what six or seven years ago uh, at least 2009 down in Columbia. Yep, yep. When I was, I just started training, and you were, I think, a blue belt blue at the belt. time, beating beating the living daylights out of me <laughs> down there. But it kept me interested, right? So it wasn't like you you beat me so much that I that I ran and quit. So that was good. Um, and then you relocated to North Carolina, correct? Yes, yes. I live right. right on the coast, ten minutes from the beach. Can't be any better life, man. Beach and jujitsu. Okay. So tell us a little that? bit about about what what you have going on right now. Training background. Uh, where you started and then where you're at now? I started with uh, John Rollo, Ground Control Baltimore. Okay. Um, and then I guess in 2008-ish, they moved the uh, they opened up Columbia, where mm-hmm. you and I met. Absolutely. Um, we got that school set up, and uh, I was lucky enough to have Rocky Marcantoni. He, uh, he allowed me to do a basics class on Sundays as a blue belt. And uh, I've always loved teaching. I've always loved coaching. Uh-huh. I coached football, baseball, softball with my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I've always loved sharing information. I, I am not... I definitely am not selfish with information. I share everything I have. Um, and I started with John. I, I trained there for about two and a half years. I got my blue belt from John. Um, so John Rollo, Henzo Gracie, uh, blue belt. And then I moved to North Carolina. And I tried keeping my affiliation with John for a little while. Okay. But even John was like, nah, man, you got to be affiliated with who you're training with. And I got lucky enough to hook up with Jeremy Owens and Evolution Mixed Martial Arts in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. Evolution? Yeah, Evolution. And uh, he's Jeremy at the time when I first met him was a Shiruto Verissimo brown belt. Um, If anybody doesn't know who Shiruto is, he's uh, BJ Penn's coach out of Hawaii. Okay. Um, Now, you spent some time in Hawaii, correct? I just went down there for vacation. Was okay. lucky enough okay. to train with the home team a gotcha. couple times. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, was in there 2013. Shruto came in, and, and I was lucky enough to train with Shruto at BJ Penn's place in Hilo. Nice. Um, so anyway, I met Jeremy, and Jeremy was a brown belt. He got his black belt like within a month that I started training there, and 
So I, I talked to John like in June of 2010 or so, and that's when John said, "No, I mean you have to be you have to be affiliated with who you're training with. Okay. As far as promotions I mean, and things, that. they know how much time I'm getting on the mat and all that. So, so I went back and I, I pulled Jeremy aside. I said, "Man, I'm 100% affiliated, 100% loyal to you." Um, John agrees. John's the one that told me to do it. Um, I'll always be a John Rollo blue belt, so <laughs> that's why ground control has always been open to me. Um, any of the academies I go to, I still feel like a member. Those guys treat me just like I'm still a member yeah, of the that's family. Awesome. That's excellent. And, yeah. And we talked about that actually last on last week's podcast, actually, as we talked about that sense of community and family and, and, and belonging to part of the team, which is great. It's great to hear someone else say that who's who's traveling around the country and seeing uh, the environment of all the schools out there. You yes. Know, pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, so uh, that was in June. And then I believe in October, uh, Jeremy Owens and, and Black Belt Stan Air collaborated. And I got my purple belt in October of 2011. I think it was 2011. Okay. And then, uh, no, maybe it was 2010. Anyway, ended up getting a purple belt from Jeremy. And then he blessed me uh, March of 2014 with a brown belt. Mm -hmm. um, of course, that's kind of surreal. Still, still to this day, I'm still growing into my brown belt. Yeah. And uh, and one of these days, I'm, I'm, I do look forward to becoming a, a black belt. Yeah, mo most people don't feel like they're ready when they get there. But <laughs> the, the, the black belts that are, that are handing out the... The, the promotions they know they know you're ready even though we don't recognize that like you yeah. said hey I'm still growing into it they, they knew you were ready and um, I've always appreciated training with you so I think it's, oh, thank it's you. great thank yeah, you good times let's talk about uh, your your jujitsu style how would you how would you describe it would you pressure top game bottom game how would you describe um, a lot of pressure I'm a, I'm six foot two twenty uh, even when I do IBJJF I still I'm over two hundred pounds. Uh -huh. um, my game, I'm also 47. Yeah. So the speed game, the, the agility game is just not there for me anymore. So if I try to pass it, I'm like an anaconda, man. I'll take one inch at a time. And I always look, I always try to go from zero to one. And I don't ever want to go back to zero. So if I go just an inch, I don't ever want to be pushed back that inch. Right. And then I just complete that that's how I do it. I progress from there. And I never want to be pushed back. So and you, you certainly agree with the or you agree with the sentiment that uh, people at a certain age should go towards a pressure passing style, that Bernardo Faria style, that top heavy uh, type of game. Jiu-Jitsu is so dynamic. Yeah. It is completely up to the person okay. that is doing it. And when I teach, I tell people, I just did a seminar Thursday at Harrisonburg Martial Arts Institute mm -hmm. in Harrisonburg, Virginia. First thing I told the people was, I'm showing you how I do it. Mm -hmm. I'm showing you the basics that I do. You need to make it your own game. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu is so dynamic. Nothing is static in Jiu-Jitsu. Absolutely. The movements aren't static. How you do a how you do a technique isn't static. I can show you one way, and then you can go to four other people, white belt to to black belts, and they may show you a different way to do the same move. Yep. You need to figure out what's best for your body style. So that question, I wouldn't say that pressure games for everybody just because they hit 40. Yeah. I wouldn't say that the speed and agility game is lost because somebody hits 45. I know 45-year-old guys that they try to run circles around me. Yeah. When see, I get a hold I mean, of them, I'm glad you trouble. say that because I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on 40 this year coming up, and, and I don't play a top-heavy pressure game. So when I, he I hear that a lot, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to start you know transitioning into this top-heavy pressure game. I, I, uh, I don't think you've ever met our current instructor, uh, J.P., out in Colombia, but he's a alliance born and bred guy that you know the spider guard, that, open guard, that passing game that yep. we're you know constantly moving, shifting left, right, you know, 
that's what I've picked up and that's what I've become accustomed to. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not a heavy, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I got a, I have bad knees. I need to start looking, but um, it's good to hear you say that. You know, yeah. a guy who's very experienced, uh, seen a lot of different places, I can say, hey, no, what they say about jujitsu is true. Everyone's game is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, my my style, know? if you want to say a style, um, another black belt, Brian Adderson and I were trying to get a school together down in Hampstead, North Carolina, which is just north of Wilmington, just south of Camp Lejeune, okay. Marine Corps yep. Base, yep. and uh, Jacksonville. It's dead center in the middle. And uh, we're actually going to call it Diversified BJJ nice. for a few reasons. Number one, I think it's a name that invites everybody. Mm-hmm. When you see the word diversity, you see the word diversified, people feel welcome. Like, yep. hey, man, I'm going to go in this place, and I'm going to be welcome regardless of who you are. Absolutely. Um, second, Brian's a George Gergel second-degree black belt. He has a totally different style than I have. Mm-hmm. I have many influences on my style. I'm lucky enough to train in Greenville, South Carolina with uh, Rafael's uh, Rosendo Dos Santos that's it yeah and uh, he's Alliance okay. so I get the Alliance yep. flavor I train with Jeremy Arell out of Charlotte North Carolina Fort Mill South Carolina he's a Gordo black belt pressure half guard half guard the guy's amazing at yeah. half guard I mean just it, it's crazy how good he is at half guard and full guard just yep. um, and uh and then I have uh, guys at my gym at Evolution, the Sharuto game, which is a lot of spider guard, a lot of open guard stuff. Um, and uh, one of the – my side control, uh, Neil Zumbro, he's one of our black belts at Alliance. I mean at uh, Evolution, I'm sorry. And he went out to Hickson's and came back with some invisible jujitsu, And yeah. he really showed the top pressure. And right. I've really taken off with that, um, with getting good side pressure when I get the side control, really cooking the guy and making him work. And – I don't necessarily get the side control to get a submission. I'll, I'll wait two or three minutes. I'll mm-hmm. cook you, and then finally you'll make the mistake. You'll get frustrated or whatever, make a mistake, and then I go for the submissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been out to Arizona and trained with uh, – I'm tired. Um, <laughs> my Gustavo Dante. Gustavo will kill me if he hears us. Yeah. But well, I, I hope he does. I hope, every, I hope everybody <laughs> gets on and we get a bunch of downloads. Now, Gustavo, I, feel bad, I feel bad for you, but I, I want <laughs> as many downloads as possible. So. Now, Gustavo Dante, <laughs> he is uh, he is one of the best teachers. Jeremy Arell is, is one of the best teachers. They know how to teach. Yeah. They, you can show somebody techniques and you can explain a technique, but these guys know how to teach techniques. Nice. I'm nice. also blessed to train with the number two middleweight in the world in Bellator, John Salter. Nice. Um, John lives about five minutes from my house now. Um, he he broke away. He has a place in uh, Wilmington now also where he he trains, and uh, and I'm lucky enough that, that he welcomes my son and myself in the train. Now, speaking about that, speaking from the, from the, uh, the MMA perspective, where do you think that best crosses over to, uh, to jiu-jitsu? Do you think that those guys have a lot to, to show from their half-guard game, being that, you know, the position of a top half-guard that you're dealing with from striking? Or do you feel that uh, it's takedowns? Or do you, do you feel that those guys have a specialty that you, that you gain knowledge from? Um, you don't want to get in John's full guard. John's got a triangle that it's – if you watch his Brandon Halsey fight, if if you look at his last Bellator fight, yep. Halsey was just bloody, and you would think that any type of triangle, anything like that, you just want to slide out of it. I mean, that's blood is very slick. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yep. It's slicker than even sweat is. Yep. And and John just locked the triangle in on him. And as soon as he did, I said, "There's no way he's getting out" because I've been in that triangle. Yeah. And ninety nine percent of the people 
the goat in my school have been in that triangle, and you don't get out. Yeah. I mean, okay, that, it's tight. And it, again, it's a style thing. I mean, you got guys like Damian Maya who is so versatile on the ground, it doesn't really matter where it's on the ground. Right. You know, whether it's MMA or jiu-jitsu, the guy does his jiu-jitsu pretty much the same because he's that good at it. Huh. Um, John, John's a uh, NAIA uh, national champion wrestler okay. in college. Yep. He's probably, I think he said he's been training since he was six. Um, so he's got like 27 years on the mat. Imagine his hips. A lot of it, yeah. And, uh, and again, another guy that we're lucky enough to have in Wilmington that trains at the place John trains at and used to train with Evolution is Derek Brunson, the number nine fighter in the yeah, UFC. Yeah, I heard you guys mention him earlier as well. Um, yeah. Derek is an awesome, very humble, just approachable, likable guy. The guy is fantastic, and he's, he's willing to get on the mats with people and, and just make himself better. And, and you can see his progression in the UFC. And from strike force to UFC to where he is now, and he's just—he's on his way, man. Good. He's, That's good to hear. Him and John, it'd be really nice to have the Bellator middleweight and the UFC middleweight belt in Littletown, like yeah. Wilmington. So, so you did mention being of a of a certain age. What what are your keys to to longevity, or what what advice would you give the young guys who are dealing with like their first injuries, and and uh, how, how would you tell them to? To move forward, you know, hey, I'm not grinding six days a week. If you're hurt now, t- take some time off, recover. Or what? What, what would be your advice? Um, don't piss off the old guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you that. That's the number but, one. That's number one. And don't piss off the old guy because because yeah. uh, we'll surprise you with our strength and we'll yeah. surprise you with some movements. And you're like, dude, old men shouldn't move like that. I've been told that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it was a compliment. I'm from Baltimore, so I'm used to those backdoor compliments. Yep. Like, yep. hey, man, you're not too bad for a fat guy, something yeah. like that. I mean, I'm a heavy guy, so I can I can make that joke. Or that, well, he's just so strong. Yeah. You're like, yeah, well, that's not what it was, <laughs> but you can you can cling to that but theory if you I, I, I did a move, and I, I switched my hips, and I got past the guy's legs. He goes, wow, man, you got really fast hips for an old guy. Yeah. I was like, is that a compliment? Or <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, any, anybody that gets an injury. Yes. You don't necessarily have to stay off the mat. What I love doing when I'm hurt, if I have an injury that I can't roll and train, yep. I do jujitsu chess. I don't know if you've ever heard of jujitsu chess or not. Right. So where two opponents get out there and you say, okay, I want to do slowly do two moves. I want to do two movements. And then you stop. And then you do two movements. Okay. And you're constantly, it, it constantly keeps your mind set on where you're putting your hands because okay i do these two movements and i leave my hand here now it's your turn to do two movements your one movement may come over my arm your second movement may grab my wrist for the kimura then i'm like oh crap well now i now my two movements are to get out of the kimura absolutely and uh interesting i've never i've never done that before that's interesting jujitsu chess is fantastic you can do one move each you can do three moves each i wouldn't do much more than probably five moves each okay but it, it really, really helps you get into the mindset of where your body is in uh, jiu-jitsu. Well, thanks. That's a great piece of, um, uh, uh, of, of information. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people, whoever listens to this, I guarantee they will implement this into their programming. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, one last question before we move on to actually geese, the geese for GIs. Before okay. we move to that, one more question. If uh, you have one piece of advice that uh, the brown belt Brian Crandall can give to the white belt version of yourself or blue belt version of yourself, what would that be? You're never as good as you think you are when you win, <laughs> and you're never as bad as you think you are when you lose. Excellent. 
That's, that's that's the way I live my life, man. That's, Nothing, that's a great piece Never of get too high and never get too low. Jiu-jitsu is too long of a journey. Yeah. Nine Over nine and a half years now, I look back, and I remember being the white belt saying, man, if I could just be half as good as a purple belt. Yeah. And now I'm I'm above a purple belt, and it's like, wow. You know, it's... But you never get too high and never get too That's low great. ever. That's great. I tell people, hey, you, you don't want to be the, the big fish in the small pond. You know, I mean, if you're that good, you might want it. But the thing is, is you're still, there's always going to be somebody better. There you go. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big you are. doesn't matter how big your shark is or how big your bite is. There's going to be a bigger shark. Absolutely. I like that. That's a great, that's a great uh, saying, a great piece of advice. Thank you. I like that. So let's talk about uh, Geese for GIs. Why you started the movement? And what are some of your some of your goals? Uh, in the beginning, I, I heard of Mission Twenty Two, and they're the biggest inspiration. Okay. Um, the twenty two suicides a day, whether the number is is talked about or, or what, it doesn't matter if it's one. Right, we have heard we've heard we've heard a debate, but the fact of the yes. matter is, it doesn't matter if it's yes. one. Um, but Mission Twenty Two is big into into curbing the number of the twenty two that, that's out there. Um, they are fantastic people. They are the reason that I have geese for GIs. I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would have ever started it without them. Okay. So, I give all my thanks to them for the beginning of this. Um, I was listening. And I heard something about Mission Twenty. Somebody was talking about it. And I'm like, driving home from Charlotte, it's a four hour drive, and I know I shouldn't be on the internet driving, but I'm like, <laughs> what is Mission Twenty Two? What What are they about? And when I started reading, I'm like, I got to do something. I got to do something with the network of people that I have that I train with. Like right. I said, all over the southeast. I got right. three different gyms in Char- in South Carolina, four actually. Jeremy's more out of Charlotte, but he's in South Carolina. Uh, Billy Dowie, who's up here tra- uh, teaching the seminar today, he's out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I've trained with those guys. I've trained with... Uh, like I said, the people that I've trained. Just, just, you just have a, lar- a large network. The network of yeah, people that I have. Absolutely. Um, so I got to thinking, what can I do? What, I got to be, and I'm like, I wonder if anybody's got old geese that I can send over to forward deployed guys, people overseas, veterans, or, or especially the, the guys that are deployed that don't have, they have jujitsu, but they're doing it in the utilities. Right. And right. as you know, BDUs, what I used to call them BDUs, but yep. utilities are like 130, 140 bucks a pop. They're on the match, they get a pocket ripped. Well, you can't get in formation with a ripped pocket. Right. right. So you got to go out and buy a new shirt or you got to go out and buy new utilities. And getting a gi sent to Kuwait or getting a gi sent to Qatar, getting a gi sent in these remote areas is nearly impossible yep. to have a company ship it over there or you're going to pay as much for shipping as you are through that company. So I thought, you know what, let me, let me talk to some people. And believe it or not, Billy was the first guy I ever called. Nice. I called Billy up because I knew he worked very close with the people at Fort Bragg. Okay. And I talked to Billy. I said, hey, man, what do you think of this idea? And he said, I think it's a good idea. He goes, I got some geese for you. I got my first 18 geese from Billy. Nice. And then I got my next six geese from a black belt, Adam Jetton, out of Evolution. So they got me the start. And when I first started, of course, I spent $33 on sending one gi to New Mexico. Oh, man. Then I finally figured out, wait a minute, I just got ripped off because I can send one gi for $13.45 anywhere in the United States mm-hmm. and overseas as long as it's an APO or FPO. So that's where I got started. And then I talked to another veteran, uh, veteran Matt Brown. He's a veteran of the Army. Yep. He's got his own school down in, uh, down in North Carolina also. And I talked to him, and he's like, hey, man, why don't we do a gi drive slash seminar? That's where the idea to do the seminars, nice. the and knee it just, drives. It just grew from there. Yeah, and and the 
I've sent nearly 400 geese. I think I'm up to 391 geese since since January 16th, my first seminar. That's when I started keeping count. I did send some geese out in in November and December, but unfortunately my bookkeeping skills weren't that big. I was just happy to have the money because the start, I, I took my own money. Yeah. I don't don't let my wife hear this, but I did probably spend close to a hundred dollars of my own money. In I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you what kind of overhead you have to deal with, especially now that you travel more. Uh, between travel, gym space, I'm assuming most of your your instructors probably volunteer their time. Every instructor, I I unfortunately don't have the funding, and I don't have any way of flying people in or paying for their uh, paying for their expenses. So when I do talk to a black belt about doing it, yep. I do ask them to do it as gratis or okay. pro bono, where, no, that's, that's, where everything I mean, is paid for. I mean, that's great on them for providing and, uh, for the cause and, also. Man, the, the, like today, I mean, this week is eight. Unfortunately, one black belt did have a family emergency, so yep. he had to drop out. Um, I've never had a brown belt teach in my seminar, but, uh, but being that uh, I figured, you know, it's my seminar. I'll go ahead. Oh, right, no, so I, I, some I don't stuff think today. anyone would have any, <laughs> any issue with that. And, uh, I don't see that at all. It kind of felt weird a little bit, but yeah. I, I, I hope that what I showed is really people can incorporate in their games because uh, I show what I use. And this this is seminar number four. You keep track? This is the fourth one? Yes. Okay. And how often do you plan to run them? Um, I know it all depends, but what yeah, would be your it's, ideal scenario? Let's see. I did one in January. Then I did one in April, one in July, and now one in November. Um, there's some people up in Boston that, that have shown some interest in maybe putting something together in January. Okay. If they can put it together, get the people up there, I'd be more than happy to go up as the geese for GI's rep and nice. uh, and put it on up there. Um, I'm willing to go anywhere if, if as long as people can make it worth yeah. coming out. I mean, coming up here to Baltimore, six-and-a-half-hour drive. You know? So do you have, uh, I'll call them affiliates, do you have other places that are running your program now, or is it no. strict? Are you at every single event? I go to every single, every single event. event. Yeah, I've been to every single event. I, I do. Plan do you have any interest in branching out and saying, "Hey, I know you're my buddy that you're, you know, black belt up in Boston. You run, you know, you run the event. You know, kind of like an affiliate system of people that are running geese for GIs, and you're the president headquarters yeah. down in North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do have some aspirations of, of of being able to do that. I mean, I'd love to have a satellite place in, say, California yeah. when geese need to be shipped to Japan or Southeast Asia. I could say, call them up and say, hey, I got six orders for these addresses. Yeah, yeah. Can you send some geese? Um, things like that. But uh, as far as my events, uh, until... Until I can do major events or, or until there's, like, multiple events maybe going yeah. on at once, I do plan on being at every event. Um, I'll take off of work. I'll do what I have to because this is, this is other than my family and, and the time I spent in jiu-jitsu, I think this is probably the biggest sacrifice and, and true dedication to anything that I've ever had. Yeah. And, and this means everything to me because I know what it means to the people that are receiving the geese. And I don't just do vet- veterans and active duty military. I also include first responders. Nice. Um, nice. Anybody that's taken an oath. If you're a prison guard and you took an oath to protect our community by by being in the prison, you know what? You took that oath to to, to serve. I will help you. So how does I someone can. reach out to you? So um, if I, you know, was stationed in, I went on a tour somewhere and I was like, man, these guys could really use some geese. So, well, I, I personally would reach out to you, but how does someone, <laughs> someone not like me who doesn't know call you? Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, no, you could, they could call me. I got my, I leave my phone on my webpage. My webpage is www.geese, that's G-I-S dash four dash G-I-S dot com. Again, www.geese. 
gis-4-gis.com. Um, my phone number is on there. My address is on there. If anybody wants to send a gi, send rash guards, send fight shorts, send anything. Because these guys overseas, they don't all just do jujitsu. Some do stand up. Some Absolutely. ask for gloves. Some ask for headgear. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I'll send anything that people send to me. 100% of any proceed. You send me a gi, there's a really good chance within a couple of weeks there'll be a picture on my on my uh, Facebook page, which is just gis for GIs. It's capital G, little I, apostrophe S. The number four, capital G, capital I, apostrophe S. So you just hit, you just hit on a very good point. You said 100%. So have you ever c- come across a gi that you wanted to keep? Like a show your old limited edition, <laughs> I, something like that. I well, it's an A zero, but I do have a show your old classic at home right now. I've sent the show your old limited edition out. I, uh, I perception is everything. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, oh, of course. <laughs> I, I, I just, I mean, uh, I just sent a brand spanking new uh, Toro Kryptonite. I saw you had some brand new geese in the box over there yeah, when I was dropping the yeah, gi off in there. To That's Hunter Army Air Force, the combatives program down there, I sent a brand new uh, in the package yeah. A3 gi. I'm an A3. Yeah. Of course, I look at him and say, man, that'd be nice to have, but that's not why I have that Oh, no, that absolutely. Gi. That's and integrity there's no, and, yes. and there's a purpose behind it. I, I'm really impressed to see that people uh, donate brand new products that you know they go out and purchase for the cause uh, for the... Uh, Military, law enforcement, first responders out there. I think that's. I think that's great to see. Yeah, and it's uh, again perception is everything. No, that's right. As soon as as soon as you're perceived as being a sneak of anything, if anybody wants to see my PayPal account, all they got to do is call me and say, "Hey, man, we we before we give money, I want to see where the money yeah. goes. That's I'll give them six months of PayPal, and you'll see FedEx. You'll see yeah, all the USPS, USPS, USPS." With the seminars, I do use geese for GI's money to pay for the food, of course. Yep, yep. Gas to get up here and back. They're business expenses. Yep, no, it absolutely. is a, it's a it's a charity, but it is a business also. You got um, you, you have to run but, it. everything doesn't just happen. But I keep all the receipts guy. and I am one hundred percent hundred and ten percent transparent. Have I, you I have, have you had anyone reach out to you as far as uh, sponsorships or uh, any of the promoters or product? Design anybody uh, show your role or a, um, a lanky we know is getting is growing now around here. Any of those guys reach out to you and say, Hey, we'd like to donate uh, a couple geese to you. Like I've had uh, Kazoku uh, Gi, it's a small gi company down in Florida. He sent uh, six or eight geese overseas nice. for me. That was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Toro Gi, they he just did a uh, Toro Cup. It's yep, a, I saw uh, that. It's I a day that. of super fights. Yep. Um, we had two guys from uh, from our area compete. Uh, Gary Gioni and uh, Alexi was down there as well. I think both of those guys were down there. Okay, right? or was that a different? I know you can. You just did one too, right? Well, I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, I did watch the video. Maybe I, I'm, having, I'm getting two <laughs> events combined. Well, I remember yeah, watching your could have been Toro. Could yeah. and I mean even even Pro Jitsu out of North Carolina. They uh, they fly the geese for GIs banner. Okay. They fly okay. the logo. Um, but but Toro Cup was huge. They. Uh, they actually uh, donated 50% of their intake, $1,056, and uh, that was amazing. That actually actually choked me out. So let me ask you one one last question before we wrap it up. Um, What would be your your all-star seminar location and instructors? Honestly, man, I don't. I love having the big names. I love knowing that if if the big names are, are willing to do it. But some of the best instruction comes from the guys 
that have the smaller schools, that have a couple hundred students, that they rely on their instruction to feed themselves and mm-hmm. feed their families. Yep. Um, yes, of course, you would always like to have Braulio Estima. I would always love to have Kurt Osiander be able to come in. Pete Wilhelm, uh, he's a huge, huge Mission 22 guy. Yeah. Those guys have said, hey, fly me out, man. I'd love to come and do it for you. Again, I don't have the funding yet. Um, if I ever do get it, of course, I want to include those guys in Any it because that was in my inspiration. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Wherever in the United, wherever, wherever. I'd love to wherever. go to like Iraq with like Kurt Osiander, <laughs> Kurt Osiander, and Joe Rogan, and a couple guys out there. Yeah, that would be that would be epic. But uh, but you know, it's it's to me, it's 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 bigger than any ego. No, what, absolutely. What we it are is. doing, and I I will always use. If you notice on Facebook, if you notice anywhere, it's we are making a difference. This is not a one man show. Yeah. I could. There's no possible way I could do one-tenth of one percent of what I've done without the support of, it's up to thousands of people now, without their support, without what people do. And all the support, people can't put money, people can't send geese. Talk about it. Talk about, talk about Mission 22. Talk about We Defy. Talk about geese for GIs. Talk about these foundations that are doing stuff. You have people that talk and then you have people that do. Yep. And and the foundations that I just said, they're doing everything they can to help with that suicide rate because one of our brothers, one of our sisters is too many. Yep. And, and, that, and that was my intent. I was like, hey, I, I got to get to the seminar. I got to get you on the show. I had the I had the flyer up on the Workplay Obsession uh, Facebook page. Had the photo up on the Workplay Obsession uh, Twitter page. Have it up on the Workplay Obsession Instagram page. It's all <laughs> over the place. I was like, "There's no way I'm missing it. There's no way I'm missing out on the opportunity to get you on the podcast because it's exactly what you said. If if you can't be there to participate, talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it and spread the word. Hopefully, we get." Uh, a lot of listeners to this, you know, we send it down through your channels, through my channels, through the other people that were here, and we and we get this message um, out, you know, and then get more people involved, and we help it, we help it grow. You know? The only other thing I could say is, if you know a veteran, and, or you know an active duty, you know a police officer, shake their hand, thank them. I walk up to cops, and and they're really, honestly, they look stunned when I when I. Extend my hand and I say thank you for serving our community. Yeah. And I really do think it means a lot. I know the military, a lot of guys now are kind of used to that in the military. But police officers, man, with, with today, today, what's going on today and everything, they just need to know they're appreciated. And I think that will help start building more relationships. Yeah. Um, if you know a veteran and you know he may be in trouble or even if they're not in trouble, reach out to him and say, hey, man, how you doing today? What's up, bud? Try to get them on the mats if possible. Of course, that's what I want. I want to see more more people on the mats because as our jiu-jitsu community grows, as our veteran jiu-jitsu community grows, that, I believe, in itself is a deterrent because of the camaraderie, the trust. The It, it just gets, gets people out of the house. It gets them out of their own head yeah. and into something else. So just if you, if you know somebody in the military, somebody that has been in the military, a veteran, a first responder, reach out, thank them, and just make sure you tell them you're not alone. Yeah. I, hey. I can't. I couldn't have said it better. Um, I was going to wrap up the show with some some words of uh, wisdom and encouragement, but I think you just said it all. Um, I think we can end on that note because, like I said, I've I got nothing to add. Man. <laughs> I mean, you, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. But thank you for having me here today. Thank you for organizing this event. Not only this event today, but this event from the inception going forward. Um, it's going to grow. 
<laughs> we're going to spread the word, man. We're going to we're going to hopefully do more of these events in this area, um, and then when we finally put together something on this end, we'll make sure we have you in and we connect the two the two events together, whatever awesome. they are. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you for your it. service and sacrifice, no, thank brother. you. Thank you for your service. And thanks for and the thank support. you for keeping me motivated on Facebook too, man. We got to keep it. <laughs> got, hey, we have to keep the discussions going. Yeah. You know because that's what will move us forward. Talking yeah. the communications. That's that's the number one key. There you go. Thanks again, man. Appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you, my brother. All right. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Work, Play, Obsession, Life, and Jiu-Jitsu. And download our next episode. Also, feel free to visit our blog at workplayobsession.blogspot.com. There you'll find photos, videos, in-depth analysis, and more often than not, weird ramblings from yours truly. Up oh, until next time, keep grinding, train hard.